Welcome to Writer, Writer, Pants on Fire, where authors talk about things that never happened to people who don't exist. I'm your host, Mindy McGinnis. You can check out my books and social media at mindymcginnis.com and visit the Writer, Writer, Pants on Fire blog at writerwriterpantsonfire.com. Welcome to the August Roundup episode. For any writers who are listening, I have ad spots open on the podcast in December. You write the text, I'll create the ad. Options are for 15 and 30 second slots, priced at $3 and $5. For more information, email me at mindy at mindymcginnis.com. Also, don't miss exclusive agent and editor interviews available through Patreon. For $5 a month, you can listen to agent episodes and for $10 a month, editor episodes. Come get the skinny on the inside of the industry. Visit www.patreon.com forward slash Mindy McGinnis to learn more or check out the link in the episode credits. The greatest treasure, a most dangerous magic. Growing up with a traveling circus, Genevieve Flannery is accustomed to a life most teenagers could never imagine. But when her mother leaves behind a dangerous magical legacy, it threatens to unravel everything and everyone Genevieve holds dear. Slight by Jennifer Summersby. I started this month by welcoming two-time Mary Higgins Clark winner Lori Rader Day. Lori joined me to talk about the work that goes into a novel before you ever query it, the benefits of joining professional writing organizations, as well as the moving rung of what we deem success after being published. On August 13th, Jessica Verdi joined me to talk about querying a first novel, landing her agent, and breaking out of writing only one genre. Also covered, how Jessica handles hot-button issues in her books and the pushback that can come from writing about such topics. August 20th brought Lamar Giles to the show to talk about the overconfidence he had as a young writer and how he took the time to reflect on eight years' worth of rejection before landing his agent in 2010 with his sixth novel. Also covered diversity in publishing and how genre writing can be looked down upon. Up next, likability or not, writing characters you don't want to be friends with. Emma has always wanted something different for her life, and when her parents move them to Fort Morgan, Colorado, her life takes a turn for the unexpected. There, she meets Robert and reunites with an old friend and will have to decide between a new love or an old flame. Robert is a daring vampire and Josh a charismatic guy. Both will fight for her love, but only one will win. Read Midnight by Gianna Armas. Listener Kai asked me over Twitter to address the subject of likability in writing, which I'm happy to do. Even though my debut title opens with a nine-year-old sniping people from the roof of her house, and another of my books features a main character who sets someone on fire, I'd actually like to say that Sasha Stone in This Darkness Mine was my first truly unlikable character, and I had a blast writing her. Likeability is a factor that writers worry about, I would argue more than they need to. Ask yourself about some great characters you truly love to watch, then ask yourself if you'd want to be friends with them. My answer to the likability question is to worry less about whether your character is likable and more about whether or not they're interesting. Your audience doesn't have to like your character to want to know what he or she is going to do next. 
Interestingly, male characters can get away with being unlikable much more easily than females. The anti-hero has long been a topic of conversation, and to give you some slightly dated examples, I'll point you to Sawyer from Lost and Daryl in the first few seasons of The Walking Dead. Unlikable male characters get a bit of a pass, as likability isn't a huge factor for men. Are they charming or funny or good-looking, as well as being kind of an asshole? Then they're probably okay. Or are they just all-out raving assholes, and that's interesting? There's a reason why Glengarry Glen Ross is one of the most quotable movies of all time, and it's not because everyone is likable. But unlikable female characters have a tougher row to hoe because they're women. They're supposed to be nice. A girl who isn't nice is automatically going to be considered unlikable. But let's be serious. How interesting are nice people? My advice is don't worry about likability. Worry about your characters being interesting. Some examples of unlikable women from classical literature. Lily Bart from Edith Wharton's The House of Mirth. Lily passes up true love in the pursuit of a higher station. Poor but gorgeous, all Lily has going for her is her looks, and she'll use them to move up the ladder. Watch Gillian Anderson nail this part in the movie from 2000 if you want to see an unlikable woman you can't look away from. Catherine from Wuthering Heights is also overly worried about propriety over love, and she's also a little... Okay, yeah, she's kind of a bitch, but she's an interesting bitch. If you're not into reading classical literature, I get that, so my movie rec for this one is the 1939 version with Merle Oberon and Laurence Olivier. You'll buy these tortured soulmates. And while you might hate Catherine a little, you're also going to get where she's coming from, which might actually be the whole point. Becky Sharp from Thackeray's Vanity Fair is the original nasty woman. Happy to use anybody that will be her tool. Becky climbs to the top and you will admire her cunning, even if you absolutely hate her. Want some more modern references? Turn on HBO and watch Sharp Objects. Amy Adams is nailing the role of Camille, who is quite frankly a huge shitfire of a mess. She makes bad decisions. She does some really questionable things. She drives drunk. She's always drunk. She's carved half the dictionary into her body. Want to be her friend? No, you don't. But you do want to know why, don't you? Why is she such a mess? Who cuts words into their entire body? Why? You don't have to like her. You just have to be curious about her. Succession, another HBO show, is a great example of bankable unlikability. The entire cast is made up of assholes, huge, raving assholes. And you cannot wait to see what they're going to do to each other next. Sharp writing and some amazing comedic moments make you want to know what's going to happen next to this group of filthy, rich, spoiled adult kids who can't even make their own coffee because they don't know where the help keeps the coffee beans. Yes, that's an actual scene, and you want to watch it now. Another example, and keep in mind Game of Thrones were books first, Cersei Lannister and Sansa Stark. Cersei is downright hateful, and Sansa is easily dislikable but both of them have reasons for being the way they are. Reasons that become clear over time. Keeping you invested in them until you understand their motivation is part of the trick of finding empathy with an unlikable character. But empathy with an unlikable character will take time to build, and, I would argue, is not always necessary. The Twitter follower who asked me this question used Sasha from This Darkness Mine as an example of an unlikable character that was hard to look away from, which I appreciate. So ask yourself, why? 
She's horrible, truly, but she's also very, very goal-driven. And that's something you're invested in, drawn into by dint of her narration. You might not be rooting for her, although I bet you are, but you do want to see what's going to happen because she's so driven that you become wrapped up in her goals. Whether because you want to see her fail or succeed doesn't matter to me at all. You're still going to turn those pages. But for the absolute ultimate lesson in writing an unlikable female character that you cannot stop watching, go watch The Last Seduction from 1994. Unless you're easily offended. In the end, the way to deliver an unlikable character is not to worry too much about making them likable or unlikable. Just make them interesting. Writer, Writer, Pants on Fire is produced by Mindy McGinnis. Music by Jack Corbel. If you find the podcast or blog helpful, please consider making a donation by visiting GoFundMe.com and searching for Writer, Writer, Pants on Fire. Or visit the blog by going to WriterWriterPantsOnFire.blogspot.com. Click on the podcast tab and then the PayPal button. I'm your host, Mindy McGinnis. Join me next week for another episode of Writer, Writer, Pants on Fire, where writers talk about things that never happened to people that don't exist.